Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to episode eight of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. I am really excited about today as we are talking about how to create a high-end brand for your product-based business. I love branding. I love talking about branding. I love high-end brands. So I'm excited to dive into today's episode. We have an incredible guest today named Letitia Lynch, who is not only a branding and marketing genius, but she's become a great friend of mine this past year in this online community. We are talking all things design aesthetics with packaging, what makes a brand high-end or luxury, what elements an e-commerce business can do to elevate their brand for an epic customer experience, and so much more. Letitia Lynch is a 14-year marketing veteran and a seven-year brand designer based out of Atlanta, Georgia. She's a serial creator, proud entrepreneur, mom to an energetic and adorable toddler, and she's owner of Atelier Letitia, formerly Letitia Lynch Designs, and the Business Branding Academy. It's her core mission to help female entrepreneurs build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and products at a premium price point. She has been featured in Forbes, Atlanta Tech Edge, GBP Radio, Motherhood Magazine, and Box to share her experience in branding, marketing technology, apps, blogging, working from home, balancing motherhood and friendship and entrepreneurship. She is dropping some major bombshells in this episode, and I cannot wait for you to listen. So grab your coffee or your favorite red wine. This is going to be a great one. Hey, Letitia. So excited to have you here as the first ever guest for the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So for everyone listening, I met Letitia around six plus months ago in a mastermind group that we joined. And we became friends and I saw how she was an absolute brand genius. And I hired her to do my rebranding for my current business. And now I'm flipping the table. I'm also in her current mastermind that teaches people how to um, charge more money for services with elevated branding. So everything comes full circle. Yeah, I'm really excited for you to share all of your absolute golden nuggets of wisdom on branding and how you can elevate branding for a product-based business. So thank you so much for being I'm here. I'm so excited. Yeah, thanks for having me. So if you want to tell us a little bit about you, your background, um, and sort of what you're doing these days for branding. Yeah, so um, my educational background is in visual communications, with my focus being graphic design, hence all of the design work that I just love to do. Um, super creative. Like I'm always, I used to be the kid in school that wore like the different clothes, like, <laughs> like fashion clothes just to be ridiculous. So branding has always been like my thing. 
my hair is always different. I'm always trying to do something silly um, and different and unique. So branding is just such a big deal for me. And my business has been built upon me helping other people to elevate their brands, change their brands, come into their authentic selves through their branding and really communicate who they are and what they're proud of doing, whether it's their product-based business or their service business. I want to help bring the best out of people through branding. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> You're so good with branding. And just like, you know, we've talked about in Instagram DMs, you really take the small details and make them pretty and really make them an elevated high-end brand, which is the difference between a high-end brand and kind of every other brand. And especially when yeah. it's product-based businesses, those small details are what will, they will make a brand better and they will create an amazing customer experience. So that was some mm-hmm. of the experience for my product-based business that I used to own. It was very high-end, but it's like all those small details are what makes your brand stand out. It's it's the only thing that makes you yes. stand out other than like a, a unique product that no one else has, which isn't really very common. So um, I yeah, do it's that. the joy of <laughs> buying from a small business is the fact that it's going to be somewhat unique and very customized. You know, I'm I'm excited about buying from a person that I could see someday or something. It's it's always the best part of you know, buying from small person or small business. Yeah, no, I agree. And so for you, um, I do want to ask you what your favorite brands are, but I want to kind of start off with asking you, what do you think makes or defines a high-end brand, especially for a product base? So an e-commerce or a subscription box business? Um, so I feel like when it comes to like a high-end brand, there are like, mm, I'd say about five major elements that are really important. And so one is like what makes them unique. I always say unique value proposition. This goes for both services and definitely product-based businesses. The design is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Very important. Everything from your website down to your packaging, like just the smallest details, even the way that you're creating your product. Um, The service, like the level of service, your customer service, because you're a small business, I expect to be able to, you know, I'm I'm worried. Like people go to those big box stores because they know there are a million people to talk to if they have a problem, they can return it really easily. But the joy of the small business is the handwritten notes and Mm -hmm. the background story of the person and why they started their business. So all that stuff is an important part of service. The fourth thing is quality, the quality of the materials you use, the quality of your packaging, um, and then the last thing is really the price point. That's people are looking at the price point. They're assuming your level of quality kind of based on their price point almost alone. Besides the yeah. design, they're looking at your design and how much it's priced. Yeah, no, I agree. And I like how you kind of brought up the, the those personalized touches. Again, like talking about the small details that make a difference. Um, the personalized note, you know, note cards or inserts that you put in with packaging, the packaging, the website. Um, again, I talk a lot about customer experience for, you know, I will talk about it on this podcast, but that's something that I do when I work with clients one-on-one is we really want to enhance that customer experience. And especially, you know, if you're a high end brand and you don't have the packaging, you don't have those small details, you will not sell Mm -hmm. the people will pay premium pricing for those small details that some people don't absolutely not everyone cares about packaging like I actually posted on my Instagram on Thanksgiving um, I bought a I'm embarrassed to admit this I bought a $40 (laughs) my husband will come he's gonna listen to this (laughs) I bought a $40 pumpkin cheesecake with caramel sauce $40 (laughs) 
because it came from a very high-end wine bar in Gig Harbor where I live. But everything mm-hmm. in that shop is, it like oozes high-end and I love it. I am a sucker for anything high-end because again, I had a high-end yeah. business. So I, I know how much it, time it takes to make those small details, but you yeah. know, when I pick up the cheesecake, the shop is beautiful. Everything is, you know, aesthetic is beautiful. And when I get the cheesecake, I look at the packaging and I was like, oh my God, it was just, and you remember oh, every detail. Oh yeah. Yeah. The box, the little note card on it with like cute script font, cute mm-hmm. uh, not ribbon, but that little, I forget what it's called. Like a pretty string, if, if you will, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just impeccable. And it's like, that's why that stupid cheesecake was $40. And again, <laughs> you're like, little, it was delicious, but I mean, was yeah. it $40 delicious, it delicious. but the packaging you were convinced to get it and it was delicious. So that's awesome. Yeah. And plus when I was on their website, the photos, and that's another thing that we can kind of touch upon on the yes. today, but the photos of the product for me that I like photos are everything that is what will sell. And yes. they were lifestyle photos. They showed someone with the, with the cheesecake, with the piece, with the caramel oozing over it. Like <laughs> they create the amount of detail you remember yeah. tells me that their branding is on oh, point. Yeah. Because that's the point. Like someone should be yeah. able to literally list off the, <laughs> like I can envision this packaging and I've never seen it, but I'm like, that sounds amazing. Can I have it shipped to Georgia? <laughs> it was amazing. But yes, it is number one crazy that I remember all that, but that's exactly why, because they, with marketing and with branding, you know, you want to create that experience for a you know, your customer, but also someone that hasn't purchased yet, like you were trying to get them to purchase from you. And part of that is creating that experience. And, um, and that has everything to do with photography and, you know, a high end brand. So it, mm-hmm. it's very interesting when we kind of think about um, the difference between a high end brand versus a, a standard brand and like what makes it better. Yeah. So I'd also yeah. love to hear from you on like, what do you think? Like, why do people need a high end brand? Um, what What's the benefit? Do you think? I think one of the main benefits, I feel like when you are handcrafting something, putting like hours and hours and hours into your work, um, you want to show it in the best light. You want to give it all of its glory that it really deserves. And so I think that that's an important part of, you know, you creating a a high-end brand for yourself. People value that more. Automatically, they value it more. And I feel like there are so many talented people who are undervalued or not seen because of maybe the quality of the design or the visibility that they're able to get because they're missing out on those key elements that really showcase their their stuff in the best light. And yeah, I just it it makes me sad because then you you price you can't price yourself at the point where you need to price yourself because people don't see it as something that's worthy, if it's next to something that's gorgeous in the packaging and someone like Carrie can list off every detail of it. And then your amazing thing that you spent a hundred hours handcrafting in your basement and they, no one's going to see it though. No one's going to care because it doesn't look like it's worth anything, even though it is worth everything. So yeah, I think that that's just the, the real value in making sure that your brand has that high end look is because you want people to see it for what it is, which is unique and beautiful and amazing and something that you spent your your love and attention on on creating or buying or sourcing you know yeah no I I love that I like how you kind of talk about the visibility angle because you know you want to think Mm -hmm. who 
are at, you know, we're talking more online, but let's say you're a brick and mortar or let's say you're on Amazon, you're scrolling through and it's like, what image is, what product is going to get you to stop your scroll? And a lot of it has to do with those images that are on a website and same with you know, yeah. Etsy, Etsy marketplace. I guess I'm, I'm talking oh my about gosh. marketplaces a lot right yeah. now, but I do think visibility and getting your stuff to stand out. If you don't have that, you know, the, those main really great photos that make you stand out, then it's really hard to get visibility. Um, especially, oh, absolutely. Especially if you want to charge more money, you know, and that's what I see a lot in them really in particular in the subscription box industry. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I, when I was starting my subscription box business, one of the things I really thought about was like, who am I trying to target and who's going to pay? You know, I wanted to charge more money for my box. I'm like, who's going to pay the most money. And I said, okay, I have to target high, like I have to make my product a high-end box because that's what people will pay for. Um, yeah. What I see is people are starting subscription boxes and they're like, okay, all my competitors are charging $20. So I have to charge $18. I have to be the lowest price. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm mm-hmm. like, no, you charge 30 bucks or 40 and you make yours the best, the highest quality. Mm-hmm. Because no matter Absolutely. what, there's always going to be a market of people that will pay for the best quality thing yet. Absolutely. And the thing too, like if you're trying to create a product or a brand and you're trying to be the cheapest, most affordable, then, you know, you have to skimp on quality. And I think quality, yes, always will shine through as the best option, because even if your product Mm -hmm. is 20 bucks and someone buys your product and they don't like it because it's like crappy. What are they going to do? They're going to leave you bad reviews and then other leave people you bad reviews. You. Yeah. Other people won't buy your That's, product. So it's, um, I see that on Amazon, like all the time. I only read the reviews. I won't buy anything that doesn't have reviews. So I like go through all the reviews and you can tell when it's one of those cheapy things. It's like it just fell apart instantly. I've only had it for a week and I took it out the box and it got scratched. You know, like people leave those very detailed reviews about how low the quality is of what you're offering. So you want to be able to afford to run your business and be profitable and be able to source the right material so that it is a quality product. You don't want to have to be cheap or make it cheap so that you can, you know, stay afloat. You want to be able to give that quality. You want to put yourself out there in the best way possible. Yeah, no, I agree. And what do you think? I I probably already know the answer to this. (laughs) Mastermind that I'm in right now, but what are your thoughts on product businesses and discounts. Do you feel like there's any correlation with having a high-end business and not offering discounts, but people will still buy from you? Um, I don't know. I'd like to know any of your thoughts on this. When it comes to product businesses, there's always going to be a point where you have to get acquire that customer. So having that initial, you know, discount where, you know, they come to your website and that pop-up comes up and you're like, get on our special VIP list. But then at that point, I want to feel special. So I feel like instead of offering discounts and having sales all the time, sales, I feel like are reserved for products that aren't selling really well. So Mm -hmm. to get rid of your inventory, that's when your sale needs to come up. It needs to be a corner of your website, like a tiny hidden corner that people will go to. Um, But it wouldn't be at the forefront of my business. I feel like... um, Think about all the bigger brands. You don't see um, Apple isn't having like a Black Friday sale. I would have loved to have gotten (laughs) my new iPhone for a hundred bucks, but that just wasn't going to happen. Just think about any of the higher end brands. They're not trying to sell you on a discounted version of it because they didn't discount on the quality. 
And so that's something important. But I do feel like when you're getting a brand new customer, it's nice to get them in the door and give them some type of 15% off your first order and then love us and then pay the real price. (laughs) Come in the door. And I feel like, you know, being invited to a special sample sale, like so that you can get the market research that you need, have your VIP list of people who will get first access to things that still makes them feel like they're special Discounts don't necessarily make people feel special. It just makes them, again, see it as a discount and an opportunity to save some money. But you Mm -hmm. might only attract people who want to save money versus actually caring about the quality. Yep, that's right. I had to ask you about pricing because I know. Of course, I'm like immediately (laughs) triggered. (laughs) But I like how you talk about the the high-end brands and how they don't ever offer discounts because, and you're right, like I always think of Lululemon. They do have Black Friday sales, but they're like, it's not. Anything. It's always the stuff that they couldn't sell. I can tell you right now, it's yeah. old stuff from two seasons ago. You're wearing two seasons ago Lululemons. <laughs> yeah, it's because they don't have to. You know, like you're not going to see discounts mm-hmm. on. I don't know. I don't really buy these brands, but like Louis Vuitton or you know people like that. Like they don't need to discount. No, they are not. You're right. Doing like that Apple either. doesn't discount. Um, and there's no. lots of brands that don't discount because I think. They also don't want people to wait around and buy from them only when they're offering, you only. know, percent mm-hmm. off. So it's a, it's an interesting thing. I know there's a lot of people that I want to say Neil Patel is someone that talks a lot. I mean, he talks, he's amazing, but he talks a lot about mm-hmm. pricing and discounts and like how you shouldn't discount products. And um, I don't know. I, I, I am a firm believer that, and I like how you were talking about the customer acquisition angle. Like, you know, you always have to acquire a customer So when I had my own business, I definitely always gave, did discounts. I didn't do a ton of them, um, Mm -hmm. but I did do a 10% off for the first order. And that was, I would say, wildly effective. So for me, I'm always like, it's okay to have a little discount. But again, for subscription boxes, I think, I think it's kind of just goes with the territory. Um, But I think Mm -hmm. for e-commerce and things like that, I think there's a, a layer of, you know, if you are like an ultra high end, like you don't really have to have discounts. So yeah, it's an interesting thing. Um, and so this is my other question I have to ask you, what are your, who are your favorite brands? So it doesn't have to be a high end, but in terms of product businesses, who do you love? Like, who are you obsessed with? Oh my gosh. So there is, um, you know, I, I have curly hair and I just bought pattern beauty is this hair company by, um, Tracy Ellis Ross. (laughs) Diana Ross's daughter. Oh, okay. And her packaging is the most, it's like silky bottles for like the bottling that the hair products are in is like silky to the touch. Like it's the weirdest feeling. It's not one of those shiny ones that you're, it's like, if you feel like the material, like I'm moving my fingers, you guys can't see it, but like the way it feels, she has this like spray bottle for you to spray your hair and the way the mist comes out, I've never seen anything come out like this before in my life. And it like gets like the whole circumference of your head in one spray. And it was made in like Norway or Sweden, like the bottle, I think it was made in Norway. I love it. And I'll, or, or Denmark or something, something random where it's like, oh my God, that's the most amazing thing. Um, and I just think about brands like that, like, and the packaging is very simple. Like it's like a white bottle with a, like a marigold color top. And then there's like a picture of like, you know, it's clearly like a, a black person with like cool hair, but it's just like, um, they're, um, it's like, it's just all black though. Like, it's not like you can see like the person's complexion is just like, you know, I don't know how you, what you say silhouette. It's just a silhouette. And it's really, really cool. It's like the coolest thing. It's super duper unique. It would stand out. If I looked at it on the shelf, it would stand out. Another company that's going to be so random, Dyson. 
that Dyson company, oh, they are the friggin' genius. Yes, the vacuum company, they are geniuses because their stuff is super expensive. Like if you ever try to buy a Dyson vacuum, you're spending no less than $300 for a vacuum. Their hair dryer is like 400 bucks. Like it's all ridiculously priced because it's super unique. No one is offering something that high quality. Like when you think of like, you know, um, Patagonia, like all those companies that have products where they will for a lifetime replace it because they know it's that amazing. Mm -hmm. I love companies like that. Companies who know that they're quality materials. They know that they're the only ones coming up with this kind of technology or this type of information and the product that they're bringing to you, no one else can do. You can charge what you want because it was hard for you to do that in the first place. Like you deserve to be able to do that. And people want to buy one vacuum for the rest of their lives. I want to get one hair product. I don't have to try all these new ones. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are just some brands. I know they're random brands. <laughs> um, no, and then the last right. thing, like Mate the Label, it's a company, a clothing company, but it's not one of those fast fashion. It's a, it's, they're just e-commerce. It's um, a small company. I think they're getting big now. You can tell that the material of their clothing is just so high quality it's like locally sourced, like they're not, it's not fast fashion. So it takes a while. It's kind of expensive and obnoxious for like a shirt, like a hundred bucks, but you, you know, the quality is there, like their images. I look at their social media accounts. I'm like obsessed. I haven't even, every time I look, I'm like, I want to buy something because it's that beautiful. That's amazing. And that's really mm-hmm. the impression that you should feel when you, when you are looking at that type of brand, you know, and that's the you know, that's the missing piece. I think a lot of businesses do are that a lot of businesses are not doing right now. If you are an e-commerce or a subscription box, like you have to, you have to create that like a uh, emotion evoking um, quality. And that goes with your brand and, you know, all those things. So that's, that's really mm-hmm. interesting. I haven't heard of any of those. Well, I've heard of Dyson, but I haven't heard of the others. I'll have to check the the makers. I like that stuff too, but I'm the same. I would at this age of my life, I will happily buy something that is a better quality that will last longer and I don't have to replace it in like a year. So um, mm-hmm. I was actually looking this weekend or this past weekend, we were looking for a bike for my son and mm-hmm. he has a bike that, you know, like kind of like a Target style bike. He's yeah, of course, bike. you know, like yeah, yeah. I think my grandmother sent us a gift card or something. So that was his first bike. It was great. But now we're like, okay, he's very into bike riding. He just got rid of his training wheels. We want to get something better Aww. for him. And so we're looking online for like, you know, what are the best bikes for a five-year-old and all these brands pop up mm-hmm. and so we're looking on all the different websites. And they're all, of course, like the high, the highest end brand bike. So these bikes <laughs> are like 300, $400, $500. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I'm okay with, you know, if it's good quality. And again, mm-hmm. like, I'm a sucker. If your bike is made in Norway, Yes, made in Norway. I will buy that just because it's made in Norway. Um, I love to support businesses where they make the products here or in other countries. Um, mm-hmm. But where you know they take their time, like they really like the craftsmanship is going to be impeccable. Yeah, I'll yeah, support no. anywhere that's going to take pride in it. Same, same. But we were, there was a bike company. Now I'm blanking on the name. Um, Moose or do you know any kids bike companies? I sh- I really don't. Mm-mm. Now you're going to make me look up one though to buy one. Oh, it's time for me to get my kids. Oh, I think W-O-O-M, I think. But I was looking through their website and you should mm-hmm. me. I was like salivating over this bike <laughs> because it was so good. It was so mm. good. The level of detail, the photos, I was just going through and I was like, this is what, <laughs> this is what a high-end 
e-commerce website should look like. You know, these are the photos it should have. This is the features it should have. It was impeccable. impeccable. And that it sold me. Um, The problem was their bikes sold out, so we couldn't buy it. But we ended up finding. You know why they're sold out? Because they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) they're sold out because of their 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 branding. (laughs) The trendy kids bike, but like you should have seen me going through this website. I was like, I need to do a case study on this website. It's perfection. (laughs) This what people. This what my clients need to like aspire to to be like. So yeah, it was interesting. But I I'm the same way though. I think the quality and um that like small feel. Even though they're probably not a small company, I actually have no idea. But when mm-hmm. they appear to be, when the quality is there and, you know, it's made in a good country and like things like that, mm-hmm. it makes you feel better about supporting that company. So I love it. Absolutely. I have a lot of brands I like. Um, Tom's is, is one of my, they're one of my faves. Um, definitely not a high-end brand, but just an amazing brand that um, just really, they capitalize on their story. You know, the story, yeah. all the good things they do when you buy a pair of shoes. I think they are mm-hmm. absolute geniuses. Like geniuses so yeah um, yeah no, I love that yeah I also love my Starbucks even though they are um you know not really considered e-commerce but I do have to mention Starbucks because they are I just love them I'm gonna do they're genius they are really really smart because you know every season they have like you know every winter they have the cup for the year they have what's the cup design gonna be Every city you go to, like major city, they have a mug with that state or city on it. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a big deal. Like, I know to go and look for those. If I'm in another in another state, I'm like, okay, let me see how the mug looks from, you know, the state. <laughs> so they're, they're really smart. And again, those are details that uh, a local business, like I like to buy things that are from Georgia because I'm in Georgia. And I love finding companies that are made like with stuff. You said your, your um, subscription box. That was like the Georgia themed one was really oh, yeah. like a good seller, right? Okay. Yeah, because it's cute. It's cute. It makes people connect to something. Mm-hmm. People connect to something on a deeper level. Like, oh, that's a state. And look at all the cute things from the state. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My customers love that. And then after that, I did a California box. I did um, I did a few different ones. But yeah. Um, no, I agree about Starbucks. I have... I'm very open about my obsession with them and I support local. <laughs> I have to say also, I think people get upset because they're like, why do you support Starbucks? But I also am very supportive of local coffee shops. I buy coffee from everywhere. I'm a crazy coffee person, but um, <laughs> Starbucks, I love this, the story about it. You know, it's not just their trendy coffee. It's how the company evolved. You know, it didn't start out the way that it is now. And I don't know if you've yeah. ever read anything about Howard Schultz. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. Um, this is the way he basically took Starbucks as his brick and mortar. Um, I want to say it was like they they made coffee, but it was more they made coffee beans and things like that. And he would mm-hmm. travel to Italy. I'm not sure if it was for Starbucks or for a different job. And basically saw how the coffee culture in these espresso bars was happening in Italy. And basically wanted to come mm-hmm. back to here and create that in the United States. So it's really interesting how he's like the genius behind Starbucks and kind of what it is today. So it's very it's blown it's up. Book, yeah. um, I forget the name of it. He wrote it a couple of years ago, but I would highly recommend it. It's, it's amazing. So yeah. you're convincing me enough. I'm like, I did not know that. I just like the place. So, <laughs> they have great oh, yeah. branding. Once you actually <laughs> learn about the, how the company became how it is today, it's so much more interesting mm-hmm. and kind of makes it, it humanizes it more. You know, it's not just this high yeah. coffee brand. It's, it's a lot more than that. So 
I love it. Yeah. So maybe do you want to talk about any um, packaging or any high end websites that you've done and, you know, how, uh, you know, how any of our listeners could create that type of thing for their business? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to packaging, there are a few things that are really, really important to have. So I kind of want to point them out. The first thing is like simplicity um, and clarity on like what it is that you're selling and, um, you know, what it includes, what, you know, what are the ingredients, like all these different things, because people, people's attention spans are very short. So if you were actually ever getting an opportunity to be in an actual store, like an e-commerce store, if you have an e-commerce store, people are only going to walk past that thing really quickly. So you want them to be able to absorb everything really, really quickly Think about if it was sitting next to something else, how would it stand out? Um, so that's one thing. Honesty. I think I get really upset if something shows a picture of the product on the box and then it's not the same when you actually open it. It's like it's way smaller. Like there are so many funny memes of like, you know, this is what I ordered and like, and then this is what I actually got. And it's like microscopic because it wasn't clear that it was a teeny tiny version of something that's very frustrating. Um, so making sure that you're including like the details of that really exist, all the ingredients, like all those things are very important to be honest, um, Mm -hmm. with the packaging, I think, um, authenticity is actually really important. Like be willing to be unique and true to your company and not just making your packaging, how everyone else's stuff looks, because that's just going to make you not stand out, um, Mm -hmm. which is very, very, very detrimental to a smaller business. Like you have to stand out. That's why having those unique stories and implementing that into everything that you do is very, very important. You also have to have a standout high impact design. You know, it's very important that you kind of test your packaging and see how it would compare if it was literally sitting on a shelf next to your competitor selling the same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of mentioned that that hair company, if I were looking at a shelf, I've seen their packaging in Ulta. And so I know the section is very pretty, like everything looks like so cool. All their packaging stands out where there's all these like orange and crazy colored bottles. It's like this white bottle that's very clean with that one very cool silhouette and that yellow cap. I'm like, I know what that is. I'm buying it. (laughs) All their boxes look like that. So you want to think about if your product was sitting on a shelf somewhere and sitting next to a competitor, would it stand out? Would it look nice? Would it, you know, that's kind of like with wine. The funny thing about wine, like they do, that's why they do all those funny tests. Like how much do you think this one, which one do you think is, is costs more? It's all, the assumption is always going to be the one with the best like bottle, like label. Mm -hmm. And it's because people assume the prettier or cooler the label, the more expensive it's going to be. And you want people to assume high quality, like, wow, that you want them to be shocked that your thing is only $400. (laughs) Like what? That's it. I mean, that's a lot of money, but I'm just, I'm just being silly. (laughs) And then the last thing is for with your packaging is it needs to be practical. It needs to be like, make sense. Like based on the product that you're putting in that packaging, does this make sense? Is the person going to be able to open it? Is it going to annoy them to get it out the package? Are they going to have to destroy the packaging to even get it out of there? Like I think about silly things like that. I don't think that everyone thinks like, does your packaging have to be ripped to shreds in order for them to even access what you're trying to do? Mm-hmm. There was, um, I have a quick story about the company um, Heinz with the ketchup. Their bottle used to be that glass bottle, that obnoxious glass bottle that you had to like hit if you went to like a diner or something, you would have to beat up that bottle. And then they made, now if you go in the grocery store, they have that bottle that's 
clearly already flipped upside down and easy for it to just come out. They had to change their packaging design because it was silly and ridiculous and it wasn't practical. Why would I have to be frustrated to get ketchup out? Why am I beating up a bottle inside of a restaurant looking all crazy? So somehow it took them a while, but they figured out that that bottle was not, just didn't make sense. So those are just some of the main things that I think people should really be thinking about when it comes to um, your packaging design. And um, when it comes to like websites, I had a client, um, which I love. She, um, she has, she makes handmade soaps. She's from Nebraska. Like, I just think her little story is cute. She lives on a farm. She has a farm. <laughs> her um, company is Faded Plains. And I'm obsessed with her. She's one of my first business coaching, brand coaching clients. And she had her website on, I don't even remember, with the um, with the Big Cartel. She had her website, her e-commerce. Here, her, um, she had it on Big Cartel, which is not a good site because it doesn't let you customize. So whatever they give you is how it looks. So it looks like one of those... You know, it just looks like a HTML website, essentially. Like, think about old school websites from like the 90s. It doesn't give you any room for personalization. Mm-hmm. And so when she started working with me, I'm like, you have to get on Shopify because Shopify is gorgeous. It's easy to use. You can you can customize it. You can add so much of the branding that you need. We updated like her logo. She started taking like more pictures that were, she, she came up with brand, we came up with brand colors. We found a font that would be the font that she used for everything. Like we started adding those personal touches, but some of the small details of the site, I'm like, you're hand making it. It's vegan. It was, it's vegan safe. Beautiful you need to be putting product. that. That has to, it's beautiful product. I just ordered that gift set that she had for Black Friday. <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I was like, shop small Saturday. Let me go to Faded Plains and get this pack. But one of the things that I love so much about what she did is I'm like, hey, you you have very safe products for people who actually care about the quality of the ingredients. You need to be making sure that that's on the for, at the forefront of your website. The images she takes, I'm like, you have a beautiful home. The home, Her home is the exact style of what she's doing. Like everything she's doing screams farmhouse Chip and Joanna games. Like I'm obsessed with them. And I'm like, this is how your whole home looks. She wasn't taking a lot of pictures. I'm like, they need to see you, Andrea. I'm like, you are amazing at what you do. You have a beautiful story. You're living this farm lifestyle that people want to feel. And you need to be sharing that with the world. She shares her little chickens all the time. Like, I'm obsessed with Andrea's products. But that was something I was really proud of working on because she now has a, a what I would call a brand. She has very distinct colors that she's going to use. Her imagery style is consistent, consistent lighting, consistent layout. Um, Everything is like the products are shown so beautifully and so crisp and so clear. It makes you want to shop. I bought from her before the website got better, y'all, but now I'm like, everybody buy from this lady (laughs) because it's just so beautiful and people love taking pictures of her products. And I'm like, "It's, it's because you made that packaging. You want super fans. Carrie's a big fan of the super fan. It's important for people to be so excited to take a picture to share with everyone online that they bought your product. And it's, it's always the packaging. It's always the packaging that people are taking pictures of. It's because it looks pretty. Right. (laughs) No, I agree. And yeah, like um, I have bought from her a few times now and her products are perfection. Yeah. Actually Mm -hmm. there's a store, it's about an hour North of where I live here, but it's a very high end boutique store. I went in there one day and I was, poking around and I saw her soap and lip balm on the table and I like so crazy and I was like oh my god I know her 
And the yeah. was right there. And she was kind of looking at me strange. And I was like, oh, I, I met like the person who went with this company. I was like, I actually had a call with her recently because I was doing some market research. But uh, it was amazing to see her stuff in an mm-hmm. actual store that that store is very high end. Everything yeah. is very expensive. And um, I think, yeah, her packaging is is completely on point. And I do think packaging is everything. It yeah, really is. She makes that. a little personal note, like she's going to write you a little note. There's going to be a little note card with her story. Those things are really important, subtle touches. Like, you know, I sent you guys for my coaching program, I sent like, you know, a box and I have a postcard with my face and like the thank you and a little saying. Those things are really important because that sticks with people, just like Carrie's Cheesecake Store. <laughs> I'm not going to get over that because now I really want to try whatever it was. <laughs> so ridiculous. I love it. Um, and then one more question, I think my last question, just because you are such a great person with the actual design part of branding, um, what kind of tips do you have for creating a brand in terms of the aesthetic? So the colors, the fonts, how would you recommend people go about choosing those things? Cause I do feel like with new brands, even with existing brands that are kind of new branding, um, and I think most people, when they think of branding, they only think of like the logo, the the fonts, the colors. How yeah. do you feel people should be choosing those for a, a more high-end brand? When it comes to high-end branding, it's actually very important for the first word that I'm going to tell you is minimalism. Um, nothing about a high-end brand is bold or crazy. Um, it's very minimalist. Um, even think about like, I know that Louis Vuitton has that bag that has all the friggin' rainbow colors, but typically they're known for that one monogram with that one color palette. That LV is a very sophisticated, very strict font. Like, it's not a crazy font. There's no crazy, like, you know, accents and things swooshing about. Like, it's a very consistent Bulgari. Like, when you look at these high-end brands, their fonts are actually very minimal, very plain. Even though you don't see them, you don't see the fonts everywhere, but there's something very simple about that. So simplicity and minimalism is very important when it comes to your high-end brand because it's distracting. Otherwise, you're not supposed to distract from the quality with all this crazy stuff. So that's something to keep in mind, including the typeface and the colors. Um, You know, if you already have, I'm fine with the bold color. Like I kind of told you guys about the packaging for the pattern hair company. Their color of their top is actually yellow, but it's like a marigold. So it's like a little bit muted, still very bright. I can see it across the room because the bottle is white and the um, the silhouette is black. So it does stand out, but it stands out and it's the only thing that stands out in a, in a bold way. So it, it's, it's not that you don't have personality, but it is minimalism because you do want to have the focus to be the actual quality of what you're doing in the product itself. Um, details are very important. So when it comes to design, especially with your packaging, think about like having like your logo monogrammed on the paper that you're putting in there and think about the different components that are important. If that paper needs to be kept closed and have a sticker, maybe it's a gold sticker or something pretty that gives an, you know, a, a touch of elegance, um, what, what kind of like, what type of patterns are you using? What textures are you using in, in everything? Those are things that are very important. And if those textures end up on your packaging, it probably should be somewhere else, like subtly. Like I like when I see websites and they have like a 
random little thing like a, a leaf or, you know, like a flower or something that represents that brand. It's always so beautiful when it's simple, when it's not too crazy and distracting. Yeah. Um, that's really important when it comes to design for your higher end brand is that you're keeping those things in mind specifically. Yeah, no, I agree. I think you kind of hit the nail with, I do think simplicity is definitely really important and like keeping things, they can be simple and minimal, but not boring. You know, I think yes. I don't want boring to be the thought. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like simple we equate with being kind of basic or boring, but I agree with, mm-hmm. with a high-end brand. It, it should be more simple. Um, I see a lot of e-commerce businesses and their websites are just, it's, it's like overwhelming. It like gives you overwhelming and it's mm-hmm. like crazy font, different font down there. And then this page Ugh. has two different fonts and there's like all these crazy colors and images yeah, are crazy. Yeah. Colors max having two mm-hmm. fonts, even like two fonts, I think is fine for two fonts. Brand. Yes. Yeah. You can have yeah. a third as a, uh, you know, like a, a filler, like for special occasions, but I almost feel mm-hmm. like website, keeping it just to two is, is good. So, um, but I think that's where people can go a bit wrong. You know, um, they just yes. they have to, have a lot of fonts, a lot of colors, and just, it can be very distracting and very overwhelming for a, a, a user to be on your site. So, so it's, yeah. And you want that user experience to be top notch because anything that distracts away from, again, the quality is automatically pricing. Like it knocks you down a, a step. Mm-hmm. Every, every one of those crazy things that you do, it's like, well, that knocks off another $10. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are really looking at that. So you don't want your, like when you go to like those upscale hotels, um, they're like the simplest things like stand out, like just like the colors are all consistent. Like it's like mono, like it's like a monotone, but it's always like, it's in the same like color family, like just thinking about those things. When I switched my branding over to my new brand colors, it, everything needed to be in the same family of colors so that everything mm-hmm. kind of seamlessly worked together. And that's something that I think a lot of brands need to think about is like, how will these colors look next to each other? The contrast between them, is it so crazy? Like, could I not even mix any of my colors because they're so bad for each other? Like, think about those things. It's very, very important. Do I yeah. want to be known as the, you know, the brand that when people see, they're like, ah, you know, you don't want people's eyes to bleed when they look at it, or do you want them to be like excited and feel like they've come into a luxury experience? And I feel I want people to feel comfortable and safe, but then happy and feel special. And I feel like that always comes with like the quality of the design. Like I want to feel special when I see your stuff. Yeah. And I want to I want to feel like no one else is getting this. Like I just I'm a VIP. <laughs> I love it. Do you have any tools that? Um, cause I know for a lot of people, like they don't even know how to find colors. How do you, are, do you have any tips on how to sort of go about finding a general color palette or a font family? Yeah. I know there's lots of freebies that you can get online, but I like a- yeah, I do. So one of the things I always say to start with is one contrasting, like what is going to be your, your biggest color that you're going to use the most? What's that primary color? And then, you know, Try to make that make sure that the family of color that you use beyond that matches with that. So there's a website which I was making sure I was looking for. It's called Paleton. Um, P A L E T T O N Paleton. I may be uh, you know pronouncing that incorrectly, but you guys know what I'm saying. 
essentially that site is specifically for you to enter one color code and then it will give you an entire wheel of colors that would match that. Cool. Lights, darks, like the contrasting, the darker version, the most light version you can get of that color. I always start there with my primary palette. There's going to be that one color that I'm going to use primarily, like your green or your orange or whatever you're using. And then all the other colors need to complement that. It needs to be complementary colors. So if I'm using like a hunter green and I want something that's contrasting that, I'm going to pick like a gold or like a gray or something that's going to stand out definitely beautifully against that hunter green. And then everything else I do beyond that needs to be in that same families, you know? Yeah. Um, so I would always, I, I, for every design client, we make mood boards, you know, through Pinterest, I type in that color that I like, and I type in what I want to identify it. So, you know, upscale green, <laughs> because it will give you a bunch of palettes that kind of fit that description. That's always where I start. I start there. And then I start to look at how those colors look together. And it's so much fun. But that Palatine site is brilliant, the way that they come up with things. I'm like, this is really cool. And I get every one of those hex codes. <laughs> and they have like a color wheel. So if you want uh, contrasting colors, you can find other little ones. It takes you like a step up and you can get more colors to see what will look really good with it. Mm-hmm. But then I put them all in Canva so I can look at all of them as like little, you know, like little bubbles, Purple. see how those bubbles yeah. look together and make up like repeat that, do a copy of it and see how all of them look. And then that's how I end up with the final choice. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. I haven't, I feel like I've heard of it, but I've never actually used it. So I'll have to check that out. It's free. It's amazing. I love looking at color palettes and um, sometimes I'll do that on Pinterest. I'll Google, you know, like boho color palettes website. Mm -hmm. Just look at the different website examples to see the different color options. I think that's also Mm -hmm. an easy way to get for your brand colors is just go on Pinterest and just type in um, the style you have. Yeah. Like what you have and, or if you want pink, like pink color palette or something like that. um, I would put like upscale pink because then you won't get like the obnoxious highlighter or crazy pinks. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get something, (laughs) you'll get something more sophisticated. The good thing about Pinterest is that it's a, it's a search, you know, it's a, a visual search. So you can type in like upscale pink and actually find, colors that would clearly fall into that category boho pink like you can type that in it's okay to use the terms that you really want to be associated with their brand and you should be able to find something yeah no that's that's awesome and that is true about like pinterest you can really find anything or if you have a color that you like on um anything you can take a picture and then actually do the i forget what it's called it's a a visual search feature in pinterest so They'll actually oh, take wow. and they'll give you the code and all that. So yeah. It's oh, that's cool. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> Best. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we are running over time a bit, um, but if you want to tell <laughs> the audience where people can find you, if you have any freebies or specials right now, um, and maybe what kind of services you offer. Sure. So um, I am I spend most of my time on Instagram. It's Atelier Letitia, A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A, Atelier Letitia, because I was a designer. Um, you, I do have, I feel like Instagram has been really helpful as, as a social network to connect with people and have them visually see what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I have a free five-day Instagram branding makeover challenge that's on my website. It's... Um, you know, I'll give Carrie the link so that she can put it in the show notes. But yeah, I, I do a five day free challenge where it helps you actually redo your entire branding 
on Instagram so that people really are more attracted to it. And so I think that that would be a great thing for your audience. I think they'll love that. Carrie did the challenge with us. I had so many people, over 150 people registered for it. So many people go through that challenge and send me things and have show me how their accounts have been growing and how much better it looks like the before and after. So I think that'll be a great thing for your audience for sure. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was a great challenge. I can attest to that. <laughs> and other than that, I'm a brand coach. So I just, I, I focus on helping female entrepreneurs to elevate the brands of their business, to get more visibility, to sell at better price points, more profitable price points. So that's me. Cool. And do you still do, um, do you do any website design for Shopify or anything like that? Not any, not right now. I'm focused on my coaching business. I really want to help people kind of like you as well. Like I want to actually work with people. I feel like you can work with any designer, but it's really hard to find a coach that can really help you with your brand. Um, once right. your designer gives you everything beautiful, it's like, what do I do with it? <laughs> How do I still get it out there? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I hear ya. It's so funny. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was amazing to have you. And um, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. So as I wrap this podcast episode up, I just want to remind you quickly how you can enter to win a 60 minute marketing strategy session with me. So how to win this or how to enter to win this, um, go to Apple podcasts, write a review on the podcast, five stars for great karma. Um, and take a screenshot of the review. And then all you have to do is basically post it on your Instagram stories and tag me on Instagram at the six figure product business podcast. The Instagram handle is in the show notes just for reference, but just tag me in that. And then you automatically enter to win the session with me. And each month I'm going to choose one lucky winner. All right. I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.